Welcome to Real Black Content is Fun Podcast. This is Big DJ Check It In. Today's conversation, right? We're gonna um we're gonna jump all over the place in today's conversation because there's so many topics that we're gonna go over and so many subjects, right? We're gonna talk about dating, we're gonna talk about relationships, we're gonna talk about children and marriage. And we're going to talk about men, right? Because just like everything on the planet, there's a science to men that we very, rarely ever talk about, right? And then once we understand the science of a man, then we're going to couple that up with being in relationships with different ethnicities, right? Who they're going to move a little different culturally. But it's kind of going to bring an understanding of why people are moving a certain way on planet Earth, right? And we're going to identify the way that they move on planet Earth, right? So in doing so, right, we're going to kind of piggyback off our last conversation. We talked about how black American women was engaging in oral sex, right? That's a activity that entered into the village, And this oral sex, you know, due to studies, right, clinical studies, there was a spike in STIs. And the physicians noticed that this spike in black women, right, STIs, was between the ages of 15 to 21. So they were trying to figure out what's going on in the community that's causing this rise in STIs, right? So after doing the research and interviewing these women from 15 to 21, they noticed that they can put their findings on oral sex, right? That's where the findings led them to, oral sex in the black community, leading to a spike in STIs. The first studies, again, with these women between 15 to 21, they were already sexually active, right? So once they got that first pool of women out of the way, there was another pool that the study also went into noticing that Virgins now Between that same age group 15 to 21 They were also coming down With the contractions of STIs And then they put those two studies together And they seen that it was oral sex That was the cause of everything Right This is activity introduced into the village So Being that we had that conversation We also went into how If you're 15 to 21 And we're talking to black American women Right and you're engaging in sex because we're not shaming. We're just having a conversation. You're engaging in sex. Now you're putting penises in your mouth, right? You're engaging in oral sex. Now, but you don't get married in the United States until on average to the age of 31. We're trying to figure out as a village, as a community, what are you doing all this freaking for when you ain't getting no ring out the deal? We're trying to figure it out. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out or maybe help you figure out what you're doing and try to figure out you're doing this to lead to what? Husband's role is to provide, protect, and instruct. So if you're doing all the freaking, right? And then we know we can look at other studies and see that black American women is the fastest growing women. I'm talking about in education now. So you got all the brains, right? No pun intended. Meaning you finish in college is what I'm trying to say. 
And then on the back note, you, you're giving up all the brains too, right? Because we having a conversation. You're giving the brains too, right? Big Mama never taught you to do that. The ancestors that's no longer here, right? They didn't write down in their written word to leave for the village while they're gone. This is how you take care of your man. They didn't teach our women to do that. The elders that's currently living, whether male or female, they never taught the women in the village, this is what you do to keep a man. You pick this perversion up from somebody else, right? You you didn't get it from our people. This sodomite behavior, right? <laughs> you pick this up from somebody else that don't live in the village. But maybe we can touch on that either different story for a different day or maybe later in the conversation, right? But you're doing the freaking and you ain't getting no rain. So now we coming back and I always encourage our women to do what? On this platform, Real Black Continents Forum Podcast, I say, sisters, get you an Asian brother. Get you an Asian American male. They are the highest earners in the country. And in their communities, 19% of the women in their communities are single parents. Just 19% that means this man is marrying everybody. Everybody that he gets in, if she's pregnant, she will get the ring. And these men now, we're talking about Asian American men, they're growing up in the same neighborhoods. They, they've been raised in Philadelphia with us, in Detroit with us, Cincinnati with us. They're in the inner city just like us. Fresco, Oakland, Houston. But they believe in marriage. So we're going to talk about the science of men. Right, because maybe I can go a little bit more in depth about what is in the makeup of a man scientifically, right? Meaning to know. That's what science means, is to know. And there's personalities that you can connect with the living on the planet because we know this behavior over history, over observation. This personality is connected. To this living organism. Does that make sense? Right? We know dogs to do what? They bark. That's a scientific fact. We know cows to do what? They move. They produce milk. This is a scientific fact. We know cats to do what? They meow. We just didn't wake up one day and put it together. Over time, right? Over observation, we've seen the same character traits trapped inside of these animals. The human family is the same way. Over a period of time, right? Over a period of time and observation, we're going to have a conversation about the so-called white man, the Asian man, right? The so-called yellow man, and the black man, right? We're going to have a conversation about personality traits, through observation over history, right? The science of a man, right? If we look at the so-called white man, he operates underneath the science of war. This is his personality trait. He's a man of competition. If you look at the yellow man, the Asian man, he operates underneath the science of power through strategy. If you look at the black man, he operates underneath the science of pleasure through conversation 
which is communication. Right? So now let's have a conversation about the sciences between the black man, white man, and the Asian man, right? All through observation, all through history, right? And nothing is absolute, right? So when we having this conversation, I do my best to speak on occurrences and situations that 75% of the time. This is when we say it's a fact. 70, if something happens 75% out of 100 times, it's a fact. It's the more likely to happen now, right? When we look at the so-called white man, again, he operates off the science of war. Everything that he creates is based off competition. That's the motivation factor because he's a man of war. So everything is based off competition. If you look at how he interacts with the rest of the world, if you look at his economy, if you look at his educational system or his medical system, if you look at how he built his neighborhoods, how he built businesses, everything is based off competition because he's a man of war. That man going to shed blood. It's in his nature, right? We all have natures as human beings. Yeah, I know they taught you all men are equal. Then. Yeah, the thing that makes all men equal is death, right? But when you come out of the death, all men are not equal. They're different. They're based off their natures. The so-called white man is based off the nature of war. He's a warring man, right? If you look at all his activities, like we just were talking about, it's a competition, right? See, the way he built businesses, right? Because maybe I can make this a better example. Right now, Amazon is pushing for the best business in America. Amazon motivation is beating and dominating Walmart. Walmart motivation was beating and dominating Sears. Sears motivation was beating and dominating Montgomery Ward, right? Does, does it make sense? Montgomery Ward was beating and dominating Woolworth. See, this is how they create their economies. It's always based off competition, right? The political structure is always competitive, right? Somebody's going at one another, right? This is competition. So we see what? We see the war on drugs. We see the war on poverty, right? You know, this is what we see. We know we see a war on terrorism, right? This guy comes up with war because that's his nature. So he builds his economy of the science of himself. And he can sell his culture to other people. That's what you do when you're selling culture. You're selling yourself to other people. That's his culture. He's a science of war person, right? That yellow man is a little different. The yellow man operates the science of power. The science of power. He's in control. Right? But he gains this science of power through strategy. He's a thinking man. That goes for his businesses. The way he set up his education. The way he set up his neighborhood. It's all through strategy. Just like the so-called white man is the science of war. And that's how he set up his. When you get in his educational system. It's, it's always competitive. This school is better than that school. You got to get this grade and this grade is better than that grade. It's always in a competitive format. The so-called yellow man is the same, but he doesn't do it that way. It's primarily through strategy. Right. If you look at his currency, when he do business from the Asian world, when they do business with the West, they can manipulate. If I use China as an example, they have money, 
But the principle of money is not like it is in America. It's different. Because they can manipulate the currency and they can make it one day, one thing, and they jump up the next day and they change it. They're just using the currency, right? China I'm talking about. They're using the currency as just, they can manipulate it for power. But that's the strategy that they use. They're always strategizing. I'll give you another example, right? The last 15 years, the Asian world, China in particular, has been doing some heavy investment and buying up Africa, right? They're building businesses, but it's a power play because whoever controls Africa controls the world, right? I I say it again. Whoever controls Africa, right? Because all the resources that's there, if you control Africa, you control the rest of the world. You can shut everything down. So the West has been powerful because the West have always made sure, United States and Europe, to keep control of Africa. That's where the resources is at, right? Outside of Africa, Europe and United States, as the messenger teaches us, this is the poor part of the earth. <laughs> it ain't nothing here, right? Now we see a power play with China and the Asian world going into Africa. But that's the strategy on gaining power over the planet, right? So now let's look how this strategy looked when it hits the ground. When you first seen China going to Africa, they had the Chinese man and the Chinese woman building businesses, right? Creating a vertical in business. And then they have these relationships with Nigerians and South Africa and Zambia and the Congo. And they're all over the place now, right? They're all over the place. But there's a racial element to this business, right? Because they're chi- they're the yellow man. They're the yellow man in a continent that's full of black folks, right? Anytime that a business deal would go wrong or something would go left, what the black Africans used to do was go to the Chinese businesses that's already built in Africa and burn them down, torture them, and destroy them. That's how everything worked. But this so-called yellow man, see, remember, he's he going to get power through strategy. So he changed up the play. Now, when you see the Chinese man coming to Africa, now he's by himself. He's not coming with his woman anymore. He's marrying the local women that's already there. So now you see a different spike. You see Nigerian women marrying Chinese men. Same thing in South Africa. Same thing in the Congo. Same thing in Zambia. They took over Zambia. Almost all the women is marrying Chinese men now, right? The same thing is going to happen in Angola. They're just making their rounds in the continent, right? They're making their rounds. That's a strategy on power. Now you have this biracial class that's popping up, right? Half Chinese, half African. These Blasians, right? And what these Blasians are doing is they act as the buffer. That business is just not just a business anymore. See? So when you have a conflict, I just can't burn it down anymore because now that business, see, that's a, um, see, that's my daughter's husband's business now, right? That's my sister's husband's business now, right? You see? You see how things change? You see? That's my auntie's husband's business now. See, that Chinese man, that Asian, he's figured it out. He's going to gain power. He's going to put a strategy in play. So now after you see all the Chinese men, right, marrying the locals, 
right, in these villages, in these cities in Africa, what was the second plate to the strategy? Now you see the Chinese woman, she's flooding Africa too. But when that Chinese woman gets to Africa, now she wants the black African man. You're going to just further increase this biracial class, right? <laughs> it's a power play. It's a power play, right? So now we have our people, our men, the black man who operates off the science of pleasure. The funny thing about the science of pleasure through conversation, which is a form of communication, it can dominate the ancient world, right? The science of pleasure can dominate the ancient world because in the ancient world, if you notice, you kind of look back, all the motivations was through pleasure, right? Everybody wanted to be a king because the king get five and 10 different wives. Because they operate on pleasure. Not only can a king get five and ten wives, the local guy at the very bottom, when you start really looking at that ancient world, right? And you start to see that, you know, we're looking at Central Asia, we're looking at Africa, we're looking at South America, we're looking at all the places where black folk dominate population-wise. That ancient world always dominated up the science of pleasure. Unfortunately, though, there's a change in energies on planet Earth, right? The way we do trade now, the way technology is now, out the three men, black man, Asian, and the so-called white man, the black man operating off the science of pleasure can be the weakest man because he can be manipulated easier because he's a man of pleasure, right? So now that European during his Renaissance he can come to West Africa, right? He can do trade with the West African, and he can fill up those slave vessels with women, men, and children because those black men that's over these villages, that's over these kingdoms, right, would trade off their own people because there's pleasure in the background. They're going to get a commodity that they like. It all goes back to pleasure. See, the rest of the world can play you all pleasure now. Going back to the last example, see, the Asian men are what? They're dumping their women on you now, right? What did the messenger say, right? What did Elijah say? He said the so-called white man's last trick is what? He said he going to give you his woman. <laughs> he wasn't talking to the sisters. He didn't look at the sisters and say that white man going to go after you. No, he talking to the black man. He said, brother, his last trick is he going to put this woman on you. And when Mr. Muhammad said this, you got to understand, in the 1930s, they was hanging black men for whistling and looking at them. But he said, no, there's going to come a time that he's going to give you his woman. Because why did the messenger say that? He know our people was operating on pleasure. So now what do we have in today's time, right? Because we don't want to talk about the ancient world. We have the original man, the black man in America, he has filled up the federal prisons because of what? He was selling poison to his own people so he can do what? He can obtain, not power, to obtain pleasure. He's addicted to pleasure. He'll sell you drugs for pleasure purposes, right? Even in his arts, he'll rap, he'll sing, and he'll degrade his women 
to trade in his women for money so he can take the money and go run after pleasure. Right? So now the rest of the women on planet Earth, when they see the original man, now the black man, because now we're not living in the ancient world no more. Right? We're not living in the ancient world no more. We're living in the world of technology and trade right now. So when they see the black man, all they look at him, the rest of the women in the world, is a sexual instrument. He's somebody to have fun with. He's a man of pleasure. He can obtain this pleasure through communication, primarily through conversation. This is how we have all our millionaires pop up in America, right? If you put 1,000 black millionaires side by side with each other, I'm willing to bet well over half of them, if not 65%, they got rich off holding a microphone. Some type of microphone. I don't care if it's Oprah. I don't care if it's Tyler Perry. I don't care if it's you're rapping, you're singing, you got some type of spoken word hustle. You got some podcast hustle. You got your new YouTube channel. We're all going to make that stride to pleasure through conversation. But again, our men can be manipulated through seeking of pleasure. Right? Haven't you noticed the drug usage in black men is skyrocketing? This is why his whole community, right? His community, our community, it's filled with single parents everywhere. The man is in love with pleasure. Soon as he get up off this woman, his next priority is go and get on top of this other woman. Right? He's operating off the science of pleasure. So now let's bring this conversation full circle, right? When I'm telling our women, black American women, it's in their best interest to deal with Asian men, not only doing that out of love, I'm doing that out of sound and right reasoning. It's a hard conversation, but it's a real one, right? Because I'm saying this, I'm looking at the world as a man with knowledge of self, I'm looking at the world futuristically. This is something that black men don't normally do. A lot of us as black men, we can't see past next week. We can't see no further than next week. We can't see next week, so what did that mean? That means we're not looking 10 years from now. We're not looking 25 years from now. We're not looking 50. The black American man do not see this world 100 years from now. But the people that surround us, these Asians and these so-called white folks, they see the world a hundred years from now. This is why they're constantly building families. I'll do you one better, right? Check this out. We look at um, we look at American politics, right? Globally, there's a silent war between the white man and the Asian man. There's a silent war, right? There's a war over resources. And then eventually, the so-called white man, he, he respects that Asian guy. He, he don't look at him like he look at us. He look at him different. He's a man of competition. He looks at him through his lenses, which is the science of war. He look at everybody as a potential enemy. He doesn't mind shedding blood. He's a man that's going to shed blood, right? He look at that Asian man, though, because he understands that that Asian man always has a strategy. Over the last 15 to 20 years in the United States, what have they been doing? They've been flooding the country 
with immigrants. They just, every time you look up, they're going to let Joe Biden right now on his desk, he's, he's going to make 11 million immigrants citizens, right? Which on the back end is going to hurt black folks, but black folks, we love Democrats, but that's a different story for a different day. I want you to pay attention to the immigration. He's flooding the nation with immigrants. Why is he doing that? Why have this country been doing that for the last 20 years? Big picture wise, they're looking 100 years from now. They got their eyes on China. China in their reserves have a 100 million man army family. Men in their reserves. If United States and China go at war right now, how war normally happens is that so many people get killed in the active military, then you go to the reserves, and then after you leave the reserves, you backfill positions with citizens. But if you got a country such as China that has a billion people, they would never run out of guns, and they would never run out of people. So you, as a so-called white man, you have to come up with something that you got to get these numbers up. White folks now are having two children to none. And then black folks ain't having kids like they used to. The only way you're going to get these numbers up if you fill the country in with immigrants, right? That's the whole picture globally. So now let's go back. Let's go back again because we're going to tie this back into dating and relationships. We're looking at the United States, Right? You got the white man and the white woman. You got the Asian man and the Asian woman. You got the black man and the black woman. This is a sincere question I'm going to ask you guys. Out of the men, white man, black man, and Asian man, who was the weakest out of the men? Who was the weakest out of the men? Right? I I'll let you answer that. Out the black women, the Asian women and the so-called white woman, who was the weakest out of the three. You see, that white male is looking at that black woman more than he used to look at because he recognizes that she is the strongest out of the genders, right? She's the strongest out of, it's just, we just being real. This ain't no, we having a conversation. Out of the women in the United States, the black woman is clearly on top. She's the strongest, right? So, when you go down your timeline now on Facebook, you're going to see so many more so-called white men with black women, right? Because the strongest is going to attract the strongest. Then you're also going to see black men with more so-called white women because the weak attract the weak if that makes sense this is an honest conversation he don't run nothing and she don't run nothing so they gonna make that connection the power play for the women though right because it's a silent war it's a silent war going on between this so called white man and this Asian man there's a silent war the safest play for our women it's with this Asian man because he operates through strategy. So I encourage sisters to go with Asian men because that so-called white man, he's still a man of war, right? And 
being that he's a warlike man, physically, he'll put hands on you if it don't go the way he, he think it should go. We talking about relationship. We talking about real talk. We learn from watching him and his woman that he'll whoop his woman ass at the drop of a dime. They didn't build that Penelope house for you. No. When they came and disrespected you in that field, and listen, I don't want to, I'm not trying to get into nobody's relationship. I'm just having a conversation. We talking about history. We talking about facts. Facts is what? 75% of the time. When that so-called white man came back and got you in them fields, he didn't build no Penelope house for you. You had to suck it up and deal with it. He went back in that house and he beat on his own woman. And then eventually he had to make provisions for his own woman to get her sanctity back because she was losing her mind. This is what that woman's rights was about. One of, ain't had nothing to do with you. You ain't never have no rights. Whatever he did to his woman, he'd do to you. Now, I'm not saying these relationships won't work. We're just having a regular conversation. I encourage our sisters to date Asian men. Because not only, again, does he look at things through strategy, right? He also has a, um, a cultural history that aligns with how Big Mama raised you, right? He, he, they don't have a country full of freaks, right? They don't have it in there. Um, like when you start to do the study on the, those out of the East, they don't have a freak nature like that. When you're coming from the east, right, deep east, which is China, we're talking global, and you start making your way back west, it don't start getting freakish until you get to India. That's what that Kama Sutra and everything is about. And then when you start continue to go further, further west, right, you're coming back west, you're coming back west, it get real freakish. And then when it get to Europe, it's a freak country. Everybody's freaks over there. This is where we learn about all sex and this is where you learn about different aspects of sodomy and this is where you learn about anal sex, right? They didn't call it anal sex back in the day. They called it going Greek, right? Do your research, going Greek, anal sex. You look at all the art paintings that come out of Greece, right? Because Greece was the mastermind. It was the brain of Europe. This is who illuminated the rest of the countries of Europe. They used to look to Rome. They looked to Greece for the direction. And what did Greece teach them? Male-on-male interaction, right? And then Greece taught them the science of pedophilia. Adult male with a young child. That's what they call mentorship. See, that's the term mentor. One day I'm going to break that down. We're going to have a conversation about mentor. And this is, we having a conversation. We're not talking about the LGBT community. We just ain't no, we ain't attacking family members that live in this activity. We're talking about history. Going Greek and this homosexual society that the Greeks always produced is a reality. They always put males in one room and then they are put the women somewhere else so you know you send your children down to the HBCU and they get what they get caught up in Greek the Greek fraternities right and then when you see it's Greek you see it turns separatist all of a sudden the women are on this side 
right? They're not together. The women are on this side, then the men are on the other side. It's a separatist society. It's mentorship. <laughs> That's what they did in Greece. They had the older men mentor the younger men, and then they kind of flip it when they bring it to America. But this nation is on its way to pedophilia as well. So this whole freakish behavior with these folks, with these pilgrims, right? It's falling. It's falling. It doesn't bring life. This is why he can't get his numbers up. He can't get his population up. And that silent war will eventually one day become a real war because that so-called Asian, he's in a place to take over. So if the Asian man is going to take over the planet, it's going to happen. I'm looking 100 years down the line, 50 years down the line. The so-called black man is not trained to do that. He's looking to next week. The black man is not trained to look to next year or to next 10 years or 50 years. If you think I'm lying, ask a black man when the last time he um, he planned a vacation for 2027. Go to the calendar and say, hey, man, where are you going to tw- on 2027? What's your vacation plans look like? He's like, vacation plans? <laughs> Go ask the black man what's his vacation plans for 2025. <laughs> he ain't got <laughs> He can't see past next week. Right? Go ask Brad, though. Go ask Brad at work. Right? You know, because Brad. Hey, man, when you going 2035? He got, I'm going to Alaska. <laughs> Brad, Brad said he going to Alaska in 2035. <laughs> Yo, man, don't know where he going to next week. But that's who we are. We operate off of signs of pleasure, right? So, but again, the war is going to take place. As a man, to operate in my calling, I'm here to provide, protect, and instruct. So if I'm around my women... And I really want to look out for them. We in the sisterhood and a brotherhood. I'm saying, yo, your best bet, your best protection aspect for the future is dealing with this Asian man because he's not a freak of nature. And by average, right, when I think about you physically, black woman, the so-called Asian man average anywhere between five feet to five foot seven. He's not the big guy. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I mean, I ain't got to worry about him jumping on you and trying to whoop your ass. We all know you strong enough. If you need to, you can whoop his ass if you need to. See, I'm not even worried about you physically. He's a guy of strategy. He don't have a nature and a history like this guy that's coming out of Europe where everybody's freaks. And now he got you all in the village and they putting splashing semen all on your face and Semen all in your mouth and on your backside and you think it's a cool thing. That's not his. No. But that be, has become our thing as black men because we're the man of pleasure. If it feels right to us, it is right. Try to get us to stop selling drugs in our neighborhood and slowing down our money when we can't take that money and go freak with three different or four different women. And watch what happened to you. Right? What they say? Snitches get stitches, meaning if you tell on him, you stopping his pleasure. That man will put you under the ground for stopping his pleasure. He'll put you under the ground. The black man, you get in the way of his pleasure, he'll put you under the ground. That's real talk. 
Everything is pleasure. It's, and there's nothing wrong with that. But times have changed. Times if we can't look up and see it's a technology time. It's time for technology, trade and big business. And it's time to set up generational wealth. And you can only set up generational wealth. You got to put the family structure in place. So you can pass that wealth down from family to family to family. But if all we're going to do is keep making broken homes. And we're not going to marry the black woman. When are we going to stand up and say black woman go head on. Go with a man that's going to protect you 100 years from now. We're not going to do it. Maybe we're going too deep in this conversation, right? <laughs> Our people don't want to hear no real talk. I, I don't know. We want to hear about a lot of things, but we don't want to hear no real talk. But I tell you this, right? I tell you this. When you're addicted to pleasure, you can't do business, man. You're not going to be able to do business. We're living in a society that's built off a man of war who loves competition. So, 11 million immigrants this year long is coming into the country. I want you to consider this part, right? I want you to consider this. 11 million immigrants is coming into the country, right? Right? We got the black man, which is the science of pleasure. Our Asian brothers, which is the science of power. So-called white man. Which is the science of war, right? Now, 11 million immigrants is coming in, okay? The person that's going to take the biggest hit is black folks because the man operates off the science of pleasure. So, when these immigrants come in and they go to find jobs, and I'm going to give you an example, right? If I built the General Motors on your corner today, if I built the General Motors, right? And I want you to black woman I want you to use this as an example if I built the General Motors and I put it in your neighborhood today they're going to have all kind of positions all kind of pay ranges that so called white man because he's built on competition he's going to go for the CEO position the COO position somewhere in management somewhere in leadership because that's the science of his nature you know what that black man is going to say when you offer him the job, when you tell him this General Motors that's coming up is being built, how much are they paying? Or if you're trying to get this black man to work at your job with you, his first question to you is going to be, how much does this job start? His first question is going to say, how much do they start? Do you know why black men love asking that question? It's not in him to ask you, how much does that company top off at? Right. Because he's not he don't want to compete for those high positions. The black man want to come into a job and get rich off entry level pay. You can call any black man up that, you know, right now, black American man and say, my job is hiring. Right now, go out and prove me wrong. If I'm saying this, call up any black man, you know, and say my job is hiring. The first question he's going to ask you is how much do they start? And based on that answer, that's going to determine whether he take that job or not, because he is not going to compete. It's not in his nature to compete for no position. He's not going to do it. 
So if you got a man that's not willing to compete and everything has changed now, right, in the world that we're living in to business and technology, how can he protect you 100 years from now? <laughs> how can he protect you from 10 years from now? It's not happening. It's not happening. He's going to go wherever pleasure takes him. If this ain't real talk, I don't know what is, right? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to have to end it there. Because I just... we I don't know if we're ready for this type of talk. Where's the 10-year plan? If this is... If everything I'm saying is hogwash, black man, listen, show me the 10-year plan. Show me the leaders that have a 10-year plan for you. Go to Reverend Porkchop, who got a church on every corner, or go to the brother that got a, he's, he, or he got a mosque. Ask him the 10-year plan. He ain't got one for you. But Brad and Bruce Lee Jr. Jr. got the 10-year plan. <laughs> I get it with you guys next time. Peace, man. Peace and black power, man. Big VJ, real black conscious form. Peace, man. See you next time.